0: We're back in the saddle.
1: We're back in the saddle. We are back in the school year.
0: All of the school year, like all of it. And it's like we're the third week in, and somehow it was going to be the first week and then now it's the third week and I don't know what happened.
1: You got a little busy there that first week of school.
0: It's a busy time of year, Doc. It's a busy time of year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've had my podcast stuff sitting in your office for three weeks now.
0: It was a subtle hint. I didn't always get the subtle. <laughs> I'm not very good at subtle. I mean, I got the message when you set it on my desk and turned it on. I'm like, oh, I guess I have to turn around and record. OK, yes, Kaylee, we can do this.
1: <laughs> well, welcome to the Round Barn. It's us again, Jim and Kaylee. thing. I do want to talk about school beans back in session. Classes started.
0: We're back with the students, all kinds of them.
1: So we're three weeks in? Three weeks in. Yeah. It's my first fall at U of I as not a student. I had many falls here as a student.
0: Yeah. And it's like you just started in the summer. So you kind of hit the low and then like. I did. It's like kind of so chilled out and realized a completely different place in the summer than it is from September to December. Right.
1: And I got a new office. So my. Office is in the locker hallway of the newest students.
0: Next to the restrooms.
1: Next to the restrooms. Yes. Yeah. so it's a happen and busy place. Yes. And then I also see the looks on their faces of just that first week of what? excitement to now being a little worn down and things are changing. Uh, a they have an exam
0: next week, and so they'll really be they go from uh, excited to stressed out and sick.
1: Oh great. Well, I'm just getting over all yeah, of that. It's,
0: it's, it's a predictable pattern. Yeah, it's it's a predictable pattern.
1: Yeah. Well, that stinks. That's nice good. little stress factor in there. And then I'll Yeah. Go.
0: And they get a little stressed. And so yeah. it's all, yeah. And the the first years, which you're seeing, the class of 2027, which I have to remember. <clears throat> they had a quiz a week ago, I believe. And so they had a little stress, little practice quiz to figure out how to be a um, a veterinary student. And so, yes, there's some stress there. And then we have our master's students fully on board and we're mm-hmm. teaching them and we're late doing this because I was trying to figure out what we're teaching the master's students. And <laughs> so lots and lots and lots happening.
1: A lot of learning happening in theory. So what I really liked that I didn't realize is that all of the students here on campus at the college of vet med wear the badges with their year. Yeah. So The youngest students say class of 2027, the first year, and then the fourth year, say 2024, obviously the respected graduating year. Yep. As if you can't tell by looking at them, you can see the visual confirmation. Yeah, we, yeah, on their
0: we badge. We I mean, <laughs>
1: you give them their lot number. and you Yeah, know.
0: I'm a food animal guy. I wanted to put an ear tag in them, and they said that was inappropriate. But I thought, well, we're going to badge them. It would be easier. Just look at their ears. I mean, then, yeah. they, they said, no, not a big bangle tag. That was yeah. inappropriate. So, yeah, we make them wear a badge.
1: So that first week I was looking at them and just thinking about all the differences of the things that of these students and these people. And what they've gone through and are going to go through with that school. So the ones class of 2024, the fourth year students, they started in August of
0: 2019. Yeah. Pre pre-pandemic.
1: Obviously, before the entire world changed. Yeah. So and that's what I want to chat about today is coming in as a first year student in August 2019 versus coming in in August 2023. And what kind of changes that these students have in their education, the way we teach them and what they're coming out of school with?
0: Yeah, it's so the if you look at the fourth year class, right, so first year for everybody that's not intimately involved with that school curriculums or have suffered through it, I mean, completed it. <laughs> um, The first year is really anatomy and function in almost all the schools. And that's what we do. So kind of structure and function. And so they have anatomy lab and they dissect things and they spend all this time. So it's very hands on, like all afternoon, three days a week. That's what they're downstairs doing. Yeah. And um, obviously this fourth year class didn't do that. Well, they did it. And then they stopped that in March. Mm hmm. And then the third year class never got started because they kind of got started because they started in the fall of 2020 and we were kind of on campus, not, and they tried to do some stuff. They kind of had half anatomy lab. Yeah. And so the last two years we've been back full bore, but I think is we look at students, their learning habits have changed. So we don't know enough about the first years. I haven't done anything with the first year set, but and they all went online. So we record all of our lectures. So we stand in the lecture hall and talk with students and lecture. And
1: you've always done that.
0: Yeah, we've done that. We've done it for multiple reasons, it's a way for them to study. It's um, one of the ways we comply with the American with Disabilities Act. So there's a record. Okay. So right. If we have people with different learning styles or learning abilities, right. That's one of the ways we do that. And they're not live recorded. I mean, they're recorded live. They're not Right. Displayed live, so it's not like oh, there's this lecture and you can watch the video. They're posted after the lecture goes right. up. But when they were on live, and we were actually just lecturing live on video, right? When we were zooming mm-hmm. during the pandemic, and all these students experienced this virtual learning learning thing. And obviously, we're in the online burning learning business around here, so I like to separate those yep. two things. We didn't do online; we did remote classroom, which yeah. is a different thing than online learning. Absolutely. And so they did this remote classroom thing and so they've gotten very different habits i think we've trained them they don't need to come to class they can just watch the video because that's what they did and so we've dropped on interaction and so they're not as good at like hey how do i ask questions and what do i do and how do i interact with faculty in class and so that's a that's a big shift um They haven't had the chance, and I'm thinking about the fourth years now, they haven't practiced some of those skills as much. And the current fourth year class is in a much better place than the class that graduated in May because they did a big chunk of their vet school remotely. Right and so they didn't get that interaction stuff and so there's all this kind of piece peer personal inner skill personal inner skill stuff right we all yeah. value in part of coming to school
1: mentorships and relationships yeah. too
0: in part of coming to college right is that grow up bit and that kind of yeah non-intellectual development but the social how do i be a professional development right. or how do i become an adult development and i think what we see all saw with the particularly the class that just graduated them not being here was was hard on them and their performance suggested that they had it was harder on them in fourth year they struggled adapting they so the fourth year curriculum they're in the clinic they're doing experiential learning all the time right and we do some experiential learning during the first year of the curriculum and the second year they spend about eight weeks doing some experiential stuff in the clinic well some of those classes and i forget which class was what they didn't have that because we were on COVID, right
1: so they just they're just canceled
0: well we did it online okay Right. We did experiential learning online, which is not the point By of
1: definition it. is not,
0: yeah, right. it doesn't work. That's what we had to do. I'm not that's what yeah. everybody did, right? It yeah. was a mm, we're yeah. going to make figure this it out. We're gonna figure this out. But because they didn't have that, when they got to fourth year, you're like, oh, oh, we got we're a little behind your we'll kids make up to do. We'll make up to do and they're and they're bright and they're motivated and none of, but you realize what we shaped. And now, as we're looking at the students that went through undergraduate in, virtual or distance learning, boy, there's some habits there too, that they're missing some gaps. Right. And what do you mean the study stuff? And this stuff comes at me like a fire hose <laughs> and this is, Oh my God, what are we doing? And, yeah. and so we've created some gaps in the educational system. Yeah. I think there was some AP this week or last week, something a, a news article about math scores in what COVID and virtual learning did to math proficiency. And this was K through 12. And so I think what we're seeing today is the tip of the iceberg. It's we're going to, that's going to ramp up. It's going to roll up. There'll be ramifications for a long period of time.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what the consequences are in the workforce this year. And in the next couple of years, based on, those that had those gaps in higher education that are now entering the workforce. Yeah, we, we
0: have a little bit of evidence. So it's not been talked about broadly, but the percentage of students nationally passing the board exam was at an all-time low Ooh. last year. So the class of 2023. Right. So we're, we're pretty excited. We were 6% above the national average. However, okay. however, comma, the national average was low. Right. And the number that didn't do very well didn't pass it. They can take it twice. The number that didn't pass it the first time was historically low, like bad, bad, bad Mm -hmm. for everyone, including us. And we did, we, our students rebounded quite nicely. They buckled down. But I think the anecdotal stories are, is that those students didn't know how to study. They had developed some study habits that because it was virtual and what they're like, they're, those are learned skills to study and do things. And
1: and retain for long periods of time instead of immediate use,
0: yeah pump and dump right yep. and they yeah and they those skills we didn't develop right and because of the learning and i don't, it's not that those kids aren't capable that wasn't the thing right but some happened and they're not they didn't do as well as what we'd like to see them do yep. i would tell you so that's anecdotally first when you get some Ooh, they didn't retain information maybe as well as what we'd hoped And that number had been down for a couple of years and it was bottomed out last year. And what we're hoping is because these fourth years, they'll take those exams in November. We'll know about it late spring. But these fourth years have had a more normal experience. And so Mm -hmm. let's hope that that more normal experience leads them to have a more normal approach to the board exam. It's a lot of lot of venerians that don't have a license nationally. The other anecdotal elements we've got is, and this is purely anecdotal. So this is right. The plural of anecdotes is not data. Um, So this is anecdotes, not, not, um, not data. And I think that's some, so don't, don't anyone overinterpret this, but my casual conversations, which are probably highly biased with who calls me and who I talk to Mm -hmm. So I've got this extension role, right? So I get a lot of phone calls from practitioners and interactions and emails and discussions and in those forums. And I try to follow up on our students, the food animal types that I've been around. Okay, how are they doing? You know, right. so, so that's kind of the milieu of the people I'm talking to. So they could be biased, are biased. But I think the general commentary is, whoa, what's wrong with them? Hmm. These kids are smart. I don't know what they're doing. And so, and they don't know what they're doing is not medical. It's the whole social bit um, of how do I survive in the workplace.
1: They and, learned what they needed to know from the books, but they didn't learn the interaction and missed out on how to be a professional veterinarian. Yeah,
0: mm. that, all that other soft stuff that we we don't measure very well, but we hope happens.
1: Well, and I don't. You don't necessarily go into it with a teaching plan. You go into it with guiding them through an experience, right? That's a
0: very good way to put it. There isn't a formal part of that curriculum.
1: Yeah, so it's not like you even could tackle making that up in a remote setting.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point because what... That's a byproduct of the system we built to educate them. And you yeah. hope that osmotically they get it's like you don't have that as part of your undergraduate cooking. Right. You just you just hope that that comes as part of the curriculum. Yeah. Right? And clearly whoosh, that got crossed out because mm-hmm. of the way we had to teach. And I think, again, it's anecdotes. It's not data. Yep. But there's a it's a much rougher transition into the workforce than what it's been in the past. Yeah. And there's been discussions. Is it generational? Is it just the kids? You know, it, again, anecdotally, but it looks like this, how we taught them and taking out that social structure has got, got a big problem. Right. Now you're going to say, somebody should say, well, oh, you do online classes, what are well, you saying? That sucks. And I think that's where I want to separate online versus distance. Mm-hmm. So when we teach online, you design a course very, very differently. In fact, right. you don't really lecture. You design a lot of activities. You give them it's it's much more self-directed learning. And you try to create more active learning because you can't get in the classroom and engage them. Yep. And so you have to design a course. I would teach the material very, very differently if I knew I was doing it online. Right. Then if I'm going to do it in the classroom.
1: Yep. And again, I'm. Online, you're teaching someone a concept or skill and not necessarily how to be as a person.
0: yeah, that's exactly right. And And we're doing online stuff, not for for working adults, basically right. And I think that's a very different. a, they're mature. I mean, and we've seen some of that with the master's students coming in, right? We've got a lot of kind of recent college grads now, and we started with kind of quasi old people like me, right? So hey
1: in- be careful. Yeah, they might be listening.
0: I know, but like in their mid forties, I'm way <laughs> older than that. But you had these mature adult learners, right? And we had a meeting yesterday, and they're like, "Well, what's changed in the program?" And I think the big thing is, right, when you have mid career people in a course and they're trying to learn, there, there's little tolerance for BS.
1: Because their reasons for learning and committing that time are totally different.
0: That's exactly right. They don't want supportive activities activities. I, I want to know these things or I want you to help me grow this way. Yep. There's not no, no, here's my like, objective. They're not prescriptive. I want to be better at this. Yep. And so they're very willing to work at that. And as an instructor, they push you. Right. It's much more. Yeah. Here's the material and here's some activities. But you end up doing a lot more individualization because you're like, hey, oh, you need. Oh, you want to. OK, yeah, here's. Yeah. So why don't you do this, and you make the course bit flexible? And so you're doing that, and so remote and that standpoint is is quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's flexible for them. You can get them stuff. They're very self motivated, self driving. Then you come back to these kind of recent college grads that have been taught. Oh, I sit in a classroom and do these things. and they, they don't have life experience. The online thing we can do, but it has to be much more structured, and the right. activities have to be. There's much less we have to help them be self-directed in their learning instead of them naturally being self-directed in their learning. And so I I view it as we teach that the recent college grad online, we have to push to be self-directed learners. And with the mid-career people, they're pulling us. Yes. It's right. We as instructors are being pulled to help them educate. And in yeah. the recent college grad, we're pushing them to learn to be a self-directed learner. Yeah. And those are big differences. Right. So as you take that, I say, OK, well, let's go back. What are we going to do with college kids? So 19-year-olds instead of 22-year-olds. I'm not sure even there that online, that other development stuff is pretty important. Yeah. The soft development. Yep. And clearly K through 12. I don't, I don't, I'm, don't you know what teaching kids, little kids. But it seems to me the social so important there that if you're not doing Absolutely. that, and I think that is a, is a, you know, working with adults, even vet students are based, you know, they're 22, they're adults. Even working with that, it really is, I don't wanna say scary to me, but it's, I think we are gonna have to figure a lot of things out that they, because COVID Excellent. pandemic and things stunted their other development, their right. soft development. They may know the things, but they don't have the other skills. Right. That there's gonna to have to be some chasing going on as we think about vet students.
1: Yeah. So you said I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. So we're talking about like going and getting a DVM degree and coming to the College of Vet Med for that. Yep. It's a more normal learning experience for these first years and second years than opposed to the class that just graduated. Are there things from that class that where you had to pivot? and say, oh, shoot, I have to teach them differently to do this that you've actually kept and maintained? I mean, I don't think the curriculum, the base curriculum hasn't changed, right? Because that's a huge, huge shift. Correct. But are there other pieces of teaching styles or approaches that stayed? Or did you just like flip the switch and it went back to quote, unquote, normal pre-pandemic?
0: Yeah, I, I think it went, I don't, I'm not close enough with every faculty. I do get a lot of faculty to teach. I'm not close enough to probably answer that completely. But mm-hmm. my sense is, is that we didn't really adapt to teach online. We kind of took what we had and just taught it. Okay. Because there was no time to. No kind of insight. Yeah. And you're, so here you are March 15th or whatever it was of 2020 and March mm-hmm. 16th, you're supposed to, we had a week. Mm-hmm. And so the first week was literally, how do you, whoa, 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 how do we get Zoom set up? Right. And there was this mechanistic thing. And so you just took what you had and delivered it differently. Yeah. And then in that fall, when we came back, um, it was still so uncertain about what you were going to do and how we were going to, it really became about mm, the mechanism of delivery not the pedagogy or how you should teach. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was, it was and because it was so here's what
1: I'm going to teach. Am I going to do it standing in front of a room or on zoom instead of altering it to the yeah, environment? Because it takes
0: it is if you would say, Oh, could we have done it better? A hundred percent. There's no one around here to say we couldn't have done it better across the world, across the world. Uh, there There's nobody pushing back. We did what we could do. It actually was probably better than it could have been. I mean, if mm-hmm. you look at it, I mean, yeah. I, there were some really heroic efforts to try to make it work. Yeah. Um, if you would have redesigned those courses, just doing the coursework that we do, you probably need a year to a year and a half of all the faculty doing was redesigning courses to go teach them appropriately as an online versus a distance. And so I think, is somebody going to build an online vet school? Yeah, somebody will at some point, but it's an engineering from the ground up. It's not taking what we do. It's not taking the U of I CVM curriculum or Iowa state's curriculum or Purdue's or Ohio's whoever's. Yep. It's not taking that curriculum and saying, Oh, we're just going to do that online. Right. It's, it's not
1: produce the same output.
0: Yeah, We know that. Right. That the the curriculum as is relies on that contact and that interact that, that other stuff just happens because of the way we do it. And that's how we've always done it. And so it just works and everybody knows it works. You know, it's not a, Teaching isn't a science. We like to say it's not, right? It's it's an art. You got to yeah. figure it out. And I think that's true for undergraduates. I think that's true for everybody. It's a different process. But as we get to um saying, oh, you're going to do it online, it's a rebuild. It's a reengineering of how we would teach and how you set that. And, and does it work? Yeah, it's got to be somehow. We teach enough physical skill things that like it can't all be remote. Right. You're going to have, you can't learn surgery. Yeah. Not here. But I think those become in the same questions being asked in medical schools, the same question. Are there opportunities to re-engineer a curriculum to make it more effective and efficient? Yeah. For both the learner and the, because there's a real quote. University of Arizona is a three-year veterinary curriculum.
1: Really? I didn't realize that.
0: So they go three years year round. Okay. Same number of credits we have three years year round. They start in August and three mm-hmm. August later, they finish.
1: So there's no summer.
0: No summer is no winter breaks. Okay. And If you calculate it out, you can get it done.
1: Yeah. There's also some good experiences that happen in those
0: periods. And their argument is, is that we're thinking about student debt. So yeah. if they charge, fit, let's just use a stupid number of 50 grand a year. So it's 200 grand of tuition and fees to go to vet school. Which is higher than, but I'm just trying to get it Yeah, right. simple math. But there's also four years of lost salary. And if a starting veterinarian is making $100,000 a year, you're giving up $100,000. So if I do it in three years, even if the tuition's the same, I'm $100,000 ahead because I'm earning salary earlier. Hmm. So that's 100000 that would come off of debt.
1: My gears are churning with a lot of different thoughts on that. Yeah,
0: and so, I mean, <laughs> and so, but the... It, the
1: maturity part and coming out of... Yeah, interesting.
0: Oh, and so right a it's a grand. Expe- yeah, it's a grand experiment. Is it gonna work or not? Who knows? I don't think they right. know if it's gonna work. But it's that level of innovation, I think we're going to see because of smaller sizes, competition for seats. Yeah. What does a degree need to look like? What do they really need to know? And then this pandemic thing kind of salting over the top that, hmm. Maybe we're doing's okay, but maybe there's some we got to shake and bake a little bit right. to to figure out what's going to work.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, it gives me a little insight to something. The numbers on the badges that I'm seeing. Yes, and...
0: yes, the official badge. Yes.
1: Oh, it's. I'm starting to see their friend groups. I feel so invested in these students, and I've only been here a couple of months. You should have seen me the first week. I was just like the welcoming committee coming in with my coffee yeah. and opening doors. And I oh, just yeah. felt they, like I was personally responsible for their They experience. had
0: some <laughs> practical I got here late last night. And they had some practical exam. And I said, What y'all doing here? And they're like, Who are you and why are you asking questions? They were little <laughs> first know. years. Later. It's okay. I have a badge too. Fine <laughs> doesn't have a number on it. <laughs>
1: Mine has a number. It's just from a long time ago.
0: Yeah, it is. A, it is a, yeah, we had an old number. I could probably get my vet school badge. It and you were like wearing
1: a, like a suit and everything yesterday. So you probably looked a little intimidating, but it was orange and blue. Yeah. You fit right in.
0: I should have fit in, but I was scared of them last night. So the poor little guys, we just, we scared oh. them. I'm do glad they do put the numbers on there because those old people can't remember which glass they're in because once you've had them. Yeah. You're like, uh, you've been here a while, but I don't know which one of you. <laughs>
1: yeah, what are you coming to talk to yeah, me about?
0: And where are you at? You see them in the home. You're like, oh, which class are you in? Right. You, so the context <laughs> helps us old people remember who who yeah. are they are. Oh
1: well, I'm excited to be here and kind of watch them through the evolution. It, and I've seen my friends, of course, go through it and now be out in industry and, um.
0: What's fun watching is they do really grow up a lot. Yeah. They're very different people as year fours than they are as year ones. Yeah.
1: And right now, all they've ever known is being a student.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a fun process to watch. That's watch. why
1: they feel so young to me, I think, is that they've only ever been a student.
0: That's a true statement.
1: So, huh. Well, cool. Thanks for the chat. In addition to this podcast, we offer a wide range of learning opportunities, including a Master of Veterinary Science degree, which you heard Jim reference. We're accepting applications for the spring 2024 semester. To learn more about this program, please visit vetmed.illinois.edu MVS. Thanks for listening.